This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep. Talking Bills all year long. Because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Matt. This is uh, a really, really tough stretch right now for Josh Allen. It's been... You know, pretty good season numbers-wise, but I think we all agree that he's not the same quarterback. No. Something's going on, and, you know, it's just we can – you want to point to offensive coordinator, you want to point to receivers, you want to point to him. Whatever it is, there's something different about this quarterback than what we've seen over the last several years. Just doesn't look like himself. Doesn't look like he trusts the guys around him. Looks like he's forcing things that he shouldn't be forcing. The first Failing out of pockets. Failing out of pockets where there's not pressure, but he feels like he needs to get out of it. It just doesn't look like the same guy. Now, I have to try and find a balance here. Josh Allen deserves criticism. Josh Allen deserves blame. But he also leads the league in touchdowns. So it's such a give and take of like, yeah, he's one of the reasons why they're losing these games. I mean, he had two turnovers on him today. He had an interception, the one at the end of the first half, in the botched exchange to James Cook. Those are on him. Those plays cannot happen. But I think he's also the only reason why at times they can move the ball because it does not feel like he's getting a ton of help around him. Now, tonight he did. Running the ball, James Cook had 109 yards on 12 carries. Now, on one of those carries, he fumbled the ball and then continued to run it for a 42-yard gain. Latavius Murray... Averaged 7.6 yards a carry. He had 68. So if you looked at this box score and you said, oh, wow, 109 yards, 68 yards, the Bills must have had a lead and then tried to ice the game at the end with running the ball. No, they were just more effective against Denver's defense when they kept it on the ground, but then the mistakes ultimately hurt them. It's just everybody had a drop. Stefan Diggs had a drop. When Stefan Diggs has a drop, you're like, what the heck is going on? Gabe Davis had a drop that turned into an interception. Dalton Kincaid had a drop that wiped out what would have been a first down. And then I think Latavius Murray had one as well. So it's just the comedy of errors and shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over. It just is inexcusable. 192 yards total for the Bills on the ground, 7.4 yards a carry. Josh Allen had a couple design runs. He did, he, his longest run of the day was six yards. Here we go with, again, with 
you know, Josh not running that much. He had, by the way, that six yard was a touchdown. That was the touchdown run, six yards. We didn't see much of Josh Allen running again. Dalton Kincaid with another big game for the Bills receiving on six targets. He caught five of them for 51 yards. He uh, caught a touchdown pass from Josh, the only touchdown that Josh threw. That was nice to see as well. All right, so you know the way it works, Matt. When things don't go wrong, when things go wrong, and you're in a you're tough like this, this kind of situation, sometimes there's a fall guy. Mm-hmm. You said it earlier that you know they're gonna they can fire somebody. What justification? What level of? I let me ask it this way: Do you think Ken Dorsey could be the fall guy? Yeah. And do you think that that would be a move they would make? And do you think that it's justified to make it? Yes, and yes, and. Like that sucks to say that because once again, this is somebody's livelihood. This is somebody's job. I'm not rooting for anybody to lose their job or for anything to for this to happen. But if you fire Ken Dorsey and replace him with Joe Brady, are you really any less confident in the offense? Because I think I might be more confident. I think they might be more creative and more innovative. Sometimes you get a bump from that too from a different coach. What about if they came out tomorrow and Wednesday or Wednesday and said? Well, Ken Dorsey's still the offensive coordinator, but Joe Brady's going to call plays. Would that do anything for you? Sure, but what's the point right. at that point? I agree. Right? It's like, why, why are you trying to do this? It's like the same reason Leslie Frazier took a year off. I don't think Leslie Frazier took a year off. I think it was like, hey, man, we have way too much respect for you to part ways with you, so we're just going to say that you're taking a year off, and then magically in a year, you're going to not be with the organization anymore. So... No, I, I don't think that that would make any sense. I think that if you're going to make the move, you got to make the move. And I think that at this point, the only thing here, and this is crazy, they're five and five. They're not. They're not making the playoffs. So, do you need to do it now, or do? Well, you- let's let's say. I think we can both sit here and say, okay, they're probably not making the playoffs. They're not. They're not going to operate like that, though. No. They're not going to operate as if the season's over. They're not pushing, tanking it, or in, in, and you know, saying, oh, let's we're going to evaluation mode. This organization's not doing that. No, you're right. They're not doing that. But if Dorsey goes another week, right, or two weeks, whatever it is, I don't even know who they can beat. I want to say, okay, you go and you come back and you beat the Jets, and you're six and five, and you say, I don't know if they can beat the Jets. I don't know who they can beat. I mean, they had four turnovers today against the Broncos. Like the Jets already beat them this year, and another game where they had four turnovers. So who knows? Maybe they do that again. I, I don't know. I think that you could make a legit argument for Ken Dorsey to not be with this team anymore and Matthew Smiley, the special teams coordinator, because if Sean McDermott says that they practiced that moment three different times this week of getting off of the field from a dime and then getting onto the field to try and stop a field goal, like somebody's going. But, but honestly, that falls on Sean. Those guys work for you. Well, his, it, there's, I think there's a difference between responsibility and blame. Yeah, it's always his responsibility. You're, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's his responsibility. He's the boss. Yeah, it doesn't mean he was necessarily the person that caused it to happen. No. You could, I, I always say this. It's like you give your, you know, you're, you're a, a newer dad, but you give your kids all the tools in the world and the resources to work with. You can't actually go live their life for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. It's just like, how many times do these mishaps need to happen? for a change to be made. And for the offense, it is now six weeks. It is six weeks of them just not looking like themselves. The best offensive output that this team has had, the best they've looked, 
was a game against the Bucks when they scored 24 points, and then I watched C.J. Stroud destroy them. And then I look at what they did against the Bengals. They score 18 points. And I watch C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback, destroy them. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, where is this? Why does it feel like they have no identity? And then they do the first three, four possessions of this game and they don't do anything offensively. Then they go up tempo and they march down the field and they score. And you go, oh, maybe you do more of that. And then they get the ball back at the end of the half and they throw an interception. And then that kills kind of any juice that they've got going. Then it goes to the half. And then once again, they start slow. And then they somehow tie it off of the fumble, the only turnover that they had, their only turnover in, what, five weeks or something like that since the Patriots game? They lost this game with a turnover differential of three. They had four turnovers. The Broncos had one, and they almost still won the game. Like, it's just mind-boggling. So I I don't know what's going to happen, but, I mean, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, like... There might be an answer at that point. I I don't know. All right, let's talk about where they go from here.